Hey friends, it's TJ, and you're listening to Tea with TJ, where our love for tea, conversation, and self-improvement intersect. So let's take a deeper dive into my cup, and let's have a chat. Hey friends, it's TJ. So today I am having a cup of uh, gunpowder green tea. It's really delicious. Uh, it kind of reminds me of um, Sencha in a way. It's kind of nutty, a little grassy, like full body. Um, it's really good. If you have not tried it, you should totally try it. But I wanted to jump in today and talk about gains. Um, and not just gym gains. I mean, gains in life. And how each step forward in that progress is a step towards your ultimate goal. So we often hear people say, you know, strive for progress, not perfection. Um, and to a degree, I, I feel like that is quite appropriate. And I think there is some value in trying to obtain a certain goal by any means necessary. And then at least for me, that's what I tie with perfection of like trying to achieve something no matter what. But trying to be quote unquote perfect can be a little bit paralyzing. I think, um, you know, it, it sets like a, an unsustainable and unattainable standard in a certain way uh, that often leads to like frustration and burnout. Um, instead of actually like focusing on the progress, right? In those small, consistent steps um, that ultimately get you closer to your dreams. I remember when I first went to college and decided to go into musical theater. And it was this very large, momentous decision that I made in my life. And I remember thinking, okay, we're doing this. We, this is the decision we're making. This is the life that we're trying to lead because, you know, I, when I was younger, I had an experience with a show that came through my town on tour that for the first time, I think at that moment in time in my life, um, I had saw something that was representative of me. And that I felt like I could be a part of where there was there was an entry point entry point for me. And I feel like we all have those things where, you know, you, you it clicks for you and you're you're like, this is what I want to do with the rest of my life. Um, and for me, that was theater and specifically acting. But in, instead of like aiming for and this came years later. <laughs> Uh, but instead of like aiming for this, you know, perfectionist version of what I wanted to do with my life, because I didn't really know a whole bunch about theater. When I got to college, I really kind of allowed myself to open up to the process and open myself up to um, all of those incremental steps that I had to take to get on Broadway, to, you know, do a national tour, to book my first regional gig. Um, to ultimately do like TV and film. And I remember sitting in that room that first day on that, in acting class 
and trying to digest and comprehend that I was here, right? Like I think oftentimes we we kind of lose um, our vision a little bit when we're working towards something and we're chugging along. And when we finally get it, like being able to really comprehend, I'm like, oh, I'm here. I did this. Okay. All right. Let's, let's go. Um, but I remember being in that position and telling myself, it, like it clicked for me and telling myself that, okay, we have an opportunity now. This is, this is the moment. This is the choice that I get to make that I can be successful at this and that I can put in the time and effort and put in the energy to make sure and ensure that I am, you know, going to be the best version of myself in this as I can. And I, <laughs> it was not perfect, right? That, that those years, those years in acting school, I learned a lot and I also didn't learn enough. Um, I stumbled, right? I, I broke a few times. <laughs> um, I was burned out. I wanted to quit. I wanted to, you know, say, well, why don't I just go teach? Why don't I just go back home and, and uh, figure out something else out? But looking back now, because again, it's harder when you're in the moment and when you're doing it daily. But looking back at it now, I didn't give up. I kept trying to digest these bite sized moments and these bite sized steps. To, to ensure that I made it to the end goal, which, which at that time was, you know, just finishing the program, right? Like I, I wasn't like ultimately, yes, the goal was moving to New York and working in the industry full time and um, being a working professional. But taking those four years and breaking it down, you know, from year one to two, I was focused on just making it through that year. And I think it, it can be a little tricky, but you have to know the difference between pushing yourself and motivating yourself. And I think that is the slight nuance that allows us and allows a lot of people to truly be successful because you're no longer thinking, oh, well, I'm trying to get to point B over here, but I don't know what the journey is from A to B, right? So when it, I just challenge you to, you know, whatever your dreams or your goals are, to really start to kind of break those things down and understand the little nuances and the little, the little baby steps that need to happen in between so that you can actually get to that end goal. You know, really think about that and consider that as you start to digest um, these bigger goals that you have in your life or these dreams, um, all of these little nuanced steps that have to happen in between. I also want to bring up how important it is and how powerful your yes can be. I remember finishing that program and moving to New York and having this little bit of like self-doubt and this fear um, kind of embedded in me being in this bigger city and trying to compete with, you know, all of these other actors. And Afraid of taking an opportunity that presented itself um, that could help me further my aspirations, um, and and I, I want to be specific because I know that it can it can be slightly confusing when I say that because I'm working towards all of these things. But what I mean is, I remember when 
when I moved here and I was auditioning very heavily and like going to all of these open calls and getting callbacks and doing things. But because I was just throwing everything to the wall and I'm not being specific enough with what I wanted, the universe threw me stuff, right? It threw me opportunities, but I was afraid to say yes to certain things because then it would pigeonhole me into, well, I'm only doing these things, right? Or my perception of myself was that I was going to be typecast or put into a box because I have this other thing on my resume that doesn't match my intention with myself. And I, 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 with, with that in mind, I think it's so imperative and so valuable for us to understand the power of our yes, because there's a way to take that opportunity and say yes to that opportunity, but then build upon that. So I took a job. It was a children's theater tour. And I remember very distinctly debating, well, I could stay over here because I have this great job that's paying the bills and that's helping me to survive and allowing me to audition every day, um, you know, free of stress and, and worry. But I have this, I have this acting job that I have been working towards and trying to get to that next level and trying to, you know, put myself out there in front of the right people, in front of the right casting directors. Um, to hopefully, you know, launch me towards something greater. And I remember sitting for about like a day and a half. I sat with that, with that email and really contemplating of like, do I do this or do I stay here? Ultimately, I said yes. And I realized about four months into the tour how important it was for me to say that, yes, how imperative it was, because not only did it allow me to go out and chase this dream that I had been striving for for years, which was to perform on stage, but it also allowed me to understand and comprehend that in saying yes to this, I released the fear that I had about staying put, right? I released you know, the worries and the dread of, well, if I leave this job, you know, can I come back? Or like, what's going to happen after the fact? I didn't allow myself to like backpedal and then think about all of that baggage that I had tied to leaving the city for the first time to go on a tour. I learned so much in that time on tour. And it was, it, it's in my top I would say three or four theatrical experiences that I've had in my life that fulfilled me in a certain way that not taking the show aspect out of it, the experience was worth the time spent doing that job. I, I learned on that tour how valuable your yes can be and how powerful it can be that will ultimately set you up for the bigger projects or the bigger dreams that you have lined up for yourself. And how, and how saying yes could lead to, you know, incredible gains in life. Because I left that show, that, that tour ended, I came back to New York for, I think maybe it was like eight months. And then I booked another job that took me out of town. That to this day is my number one best theatrical endeavor that I have ever done. Like I was most proud of myself in that show. 
And the crazy thing is it wasn't, it wasn't a, a huge show. It was a regional gig that we put on tour for like two months of the contract. And I was gone for maybe like six months, I think it was. But it, it, it fed me creatively and it, it allowed me to objectively look at myself um, and what people who see me on stage um, or people who are casting me things to really see what they see. Because it was one of those shows that like I auditioned for it and I wanted it, but like I didn't think that I was going to actually get it. I was doing it because that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to go in there, audition for as many things, right? And whatever comes, comes. But it, it opened up to my mind of what I was capable of um, in doing that show. And, and with that in mind, you know, progress can be so fickle and tricky. Um, it's not just about starting, but it's, it's about maintaining the momentum. You know, it, it takes effort to keep it moving. Um, but once it's rolling, like it's rolling. The key, I think, is consistency, right? There has to be some sort of consistency um, that you're able to provide to those gains, to those steps to get to that end goal. Because if you don't have consistency in that, then you're, you're not allowing yourself to really work at your full potential. Because if you, if you say, I'm going after this thing, and I, kn- I know, I'm checking off the list, I'm, I'm going after this dream, I know that these are the seven steps that I have to uh, like go through to achieve this thing. But if you're passively like, oh, well, I'm going to do step one today. I'm going to do step two a year from now. I'm going to do step three five years from now. I'm going to do step, you know, five, six, seven, whatever, 10 years from now. But very passively pursuing it and not actively engaging with it. That's when I think we lose sight of our dreams and we get into those ruts where we feel like life is crumbling. Now, however, I will say that, you know, some particular goals and dreams require that amount of time in between each step, right? You know, there, if you're purchasing a home or if you're moving to another city, like it might take a bit of planning that will delay your immediate um, progress bar to like slow down a little bit, which is totally fine. But in that idea, And in that timeline, consistency is still key. If you're actively still working towards those things and you're saying, okay, I have step one today and step two can't happen until next year. What are you doing in between those things? What are you doing at the micro level to ensure that you get to step two at that time? And I think the trick to maintaining that consistency is establishing and like setting achievable goals to really make that happen. Right. And I mean that like establishing routines, right? So, you know, if you are, let's take the gym, for example, you know, that a a summer body does not happen overnight. You know that it takes weeks, months, some for some years to achieve their ideal size, but you don't give up after month three after 90 days, right? You don't give up after day two. You also don't expect to see results 
in that time frame necessarily, right? And life is life is very much similar to that idea that you have to create these routines and these structures a little bit to kind of help you flow, to kind of keep you on track to maintaining um, those goals and ultimately consistency through those little micro routines. One of my biggest routines for acting is making sure that I'm singing every day. You know, it's so easy, especially in musical theater, if I'm not auditioning and I'm not booking a job, to let that muscle and that technique go to the background. And so I try really hard to sing something once a day. And, you know, I'm, I'm grateful to have a certain level of technique to where I don't necessarily need to practice for an hour a day. But at minimum, I try to sing 30 minutes a day, even if it's just, you know, not something full, full voice, but just something to exercise that muscle so that it doesn't go dormant. And I think using that analogy in life is so helpful because if, if I'm allowing myself to be dormant, but I still have this expectation of achieving these goals, how am I going to get there, right? I have to be active in that. I have to maintain those structures and those routines to make sure that the momentum is there, the consistency is there to get me to that end goal, no matter how long it takes to make sure that I get to that end goal. Which brings me to this idea of pushing versus motivating. Because I feel like in the society that we have now, oftentimes we, we, we get hung up on, oh, I have to go, 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 go. If I'm not doing something, I'm not doing anything. And so we cause ourselves to constantly push ourselves when our bodies are saying we need to rest, when our minds are saying we need a break or that we're burned out, when, you know, physically, emotionally, mentally, we are just not in the best place to continue to put on all of these structures and ideas and thoughts to go out into the world and achieve all of those things. And, and it causes us to be kind of overwhelmed, right? And then that's how you end up with, well, fuck it, I don't want to do it, <laughs> right? That's how you end up with, well, I think this is just not for me. I don't think that's true. I think what is true is that if we put, if we put these structures and these routines and the consistency and the momentum into this dream that we have, you'll achieve it. You will, you will so achieve it. And then it'll still allow you the time and space to take breaks within that structure, right? It'll still allow you to, to say, oh, my body is out of whack today. I need to rest. I need a day for myself. I need a mental day to just kind of decompress and let go of some things instead of trying to constantly push through and thinking, well, if I let go of it today, it's never going to come back to me. I don't think that's true, right? Like, I think there's value in separating this idea of pushing versus motivating yourself. Because for me, motivation is feeding that creative hunger for myself so that even if I'm not performing on a daily basis, 
I watch videos, I sing every day, I go see shows, you know, I follow people on social media who have a certain creative presence to help me digest in my downtime to then pick up some techniques and some structures and some ideas so that when I'm back, I have all of those things at my disposal to keep moving forward. And I am totally guilty of pushing myself too hard and, you know, ultimately making myself sick. I remember young me fully doing shows like, and, and this is before COVID times, like fully doing shows and like having a sore throat and saying, I have to do this because if I don't, then everyone's going to be disappointed in me. Right. I'm not allowed to take a, a sick day. <laughs> um, and the reality is, is that you have to take care of yourself. You have to take care of yourself. Um, you know, and I've become a firm believer over the last few years that, you know, we only have, you know, the, the truth is we, we only have this body, right? And so it's imperative that we take care of it. And I mean that in so many ways and on a deeper level that physically, mentally, emotionally, you know, spiritually, we have to take care of ourselves because if we don't, we can slip into so many things um, that will hinder us from achieving those dreams um, or even dreaming bigger. We limit ourselves if we don't take care of ourselves. So friends, before I leave you today, I just want to remind you how important it is to have a series of steps and routines and structure to get you to that next level of life and how important your yeses can be and how they can provide value to you and inform the decisions that you make moving forward in your life. And, and also to remember that motivation is more important than pushing, right? That allow yourself the space, the time, the energy to find external sources if you need it to motivate you instead of you pushing yourself to, to get towards these goals. Because the truth of the matter is, is that it's not about perfection. It's not. It's about the journey. Okay. And with that, I'll see you next week. And that's our show, friends. Thanks for joining us on Tea with TJ. Please rate, review, and subscribe. And you can find us on Instagram at with TJ Podcast. And as always, stay kind, keep sipping, and remember, we're here, so we might as well do it. Oh,